Welcome to the ITAD Talk Podcast with your host, Jeff Bittner. Okay, I'd like to uh, welcome Michael Finsel. He's our guest this morning for uh, ITAD Talk. And uh, I know Michael personally. It, um, we live in the same neighborhood. And uh, so during the COVID period, uh, we've been going to the gym and working out. And uh, Michael's this uh, really skilled at uh, weight training. And so uh, I've gotten in a lot better shape. And uh, during the course of getting to, to know him, uh, he's been founding a uh, business, which is, uh, seems so timely right now because I just had uh, Craig Boswell on. Uh, from Hobie International, and he was talking about one of the trends in ITAD right now is working from home, and how are you going to get all the assets out there, how are you going to get all the assets back, and how are you going to keep track of all this material that's uh, floating kind of um, at you know everybody's houses as they work from home. So I'll go ahead and introduce uh, Michael Finsel, and let uh, Michael, you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then uh, a little bit about Shift Spaces. Thank you, Jeff. Well, first, it's been uh, very good getting to know you over the last year and a half. The timing was perfect. Uh, as Jeff said, we met in uh, our community uh, and, and at the gym more specifically and had a, a great time working out with some friends and, and uh, welcoming more people into that workout group, which was which was really good for the community as well as ourselves. And so it's been a fun time of building our friendship. and. Uh, at the same time, uh, we have gotten a chance to talk a little bit more about things beyond working out and, and personal lives and talked a bit about our businesses. And as Jeff just mentioned, uh, as we were moving from you know, the initial uh, few weeks and, and early days of COVID and that affecting all our lives in different ways, uh, one of the things that occurred uh, early on was many people had moved out of uh, their offices and the places that they typically were going to to work and of course many of the students if not all had been removed from campuses and uh, wherever they were going for you know grade school and otherwise uh, to be in the home and learning from home and so we had this complete change uh, a very drastic shift in the way that we were doing life in a short period of time and so Jeff just had mentioned a moment ago that I introduced the, the concept of shift spaces and, and shift. And uh, it was very early on in, in the whole process of, of, well, the timing for COVID uh, to come when it came around that uh, there was just a very clear vision uh, that I was given to, uh, to create what we're doing today. And so our focus is uh, helping people um, to maintain a, uh, a level of productivity, efficiency, comfort, um, and cultural engagement, so many other things within their home or wherever it is that they call, you know, that they call home, whatever type of living space and environment that is. And, uh, and so what we're focusing on there is uh, giving people all the things that they need, equipping them with all the tools, the technology, the furniture, uh, the, the the privacy that's needed and so uh, as I mentioned to Jeff leading into this call we'll do some things where we'll go kind of stay high level and maybe at points get a little bit deeper with things but uh, our focus is people and our heart as a company is to serve people and to do that well we know that a lot of people were really displaced and that there was a lot of discomfort that went along with that and a lot of discouragement and, and troubles and trials and trying to figure out how to make it work. And we have to look at the other side of it too, which was for leaders within companies and schools and, hey, how do we do this? And it wasn't intentional on their parts that this would all come about, but 
trying to understand what the path looks like to making sure people are safe, that they have the things that they need to work effectively or learn effectively. Uh, those were questions that were being asked then and they're still being asked today. So our principal focus is equipping the world uh, for work and learning from anywhere, uh, and especially remote, uh, remote solutions that are part of our shift space packages. Okay. And um, so kind of just give us a little bit of uh, insight on what a shift space package looks like or what might come with that. So when we think about going into an office in the traditional sense or going into uh, a school, there's certain things that we're accustomed to learning with or working with. Now let's focus on working for a moment. When you go to an office, there's an expectation in most cases that companies are going to provide you with specific tools. Those would be a computer, maybe monitors. If you have the type of work, you would need extra monitors. Lighting is usually something that we, I'll even say take for granted because it's it's kind of established within the overall, um, within the building, right? Somebody else has chosen the lighting and it seems to work pretty well for us and enough at least for us to be able to do our work. Uh, so we don't think about that as much maybe in the office setting as we do when we're at home when we're trying to figure out how to make sure we're well lit so that we show up well on a camera and so that we're not uh, too bright or we're not too, you know, specifically, uh, sometimes we get too much natural light on our face if we're by a window or we don't get enough if we're in a basement. And so there are a lot of different, uh, let's say, I'll say ranges of color on our faces or brightness from the lighting source that we have. And then if we think about things like our speakers or the audio that we're using and the, uh, the video quality that might com come from a camera we would have on site in an office space. These things become very important for us um, in an office, but even more important for us at a home. We're not in the same kind of controlled environment. We're in a personal space that's now serving as a working space. We've got to figure out how to make it work. So how do you do that from your dining room table? And a lot of people will use these things anecdotally and say, I know someone who worked from a dining room table. Many people still are, or from their couch, or somebody is doing it from their bedroom and they're, they're working um, you know, at the foot of their bed. We have you know, pictures of, of all kinds of different things that we've seen in the media of people working in different ways and even kids learning in different ways from uh, all kinds of living spaces. And they're trying to get comfortable they're trying to figure out where they can focus. They, they, they want to be disciplined. They want to be focused. They want to be engaged. But this, is, this has been a, a big transition for them to go from, I, I go out of my house and I go into the doors at my school or I go into my doors at work or my agency is, whatever that is, and I'm now in work or I'm at school. And, and that transition has been difficult. So those pieces that we find that are common for us to work with in particular we want to be able to take those and put those in the home environment in a similar kind of way, if not the same way, to create these working spaces. And so, Jeff, those specific pieces are going to be your, uh, your camera, they're going to be your microphone, your speakers, um, they would be the keyboard and mouse, uh, if that's not already provided. It's going to be furniture, so your desk and your chair, flooring. We have something proprietary called our, our uh, shift walls. And so the focus with those is that we have something that's insulated, not isolating, uh, sound isolating, because we're not trying to put people and place people in a space that they can't hear anything around them. We want it to be very natural. So it's still an open environment, uh, but it's going to have some level of noise suppression, sound suppression. So when, when noises are passing out of the shift space into the living space, it's going to be buffered by that wall. And conversely, when it's coming from the living space into the shift space, it's going to be buffered by the wall. 
because there's uh, sound absorption equipment or materials that are inside of that wall that, that do that. So those key pieces along with, uh, I believe I mentioned the monitors, um, the lighting, help to create and recreate what we would expect to see in an office setting. And we know that you know, 95% of the world, maybe even 97% of the world, they don't have a home office. So our term, the shift space, this is how we're taking any space within any living space and converting it into something that's workable, that man, that's managed uh, uh, or manageable in terms of the space that it's taking up that works for you and gives you everything that you need to perform at the highest level. To look your best on camera, to sound your best when you're speaking to people, to make sure that you have the ability to present well and what appears to you and appears to the world to be a very professional uh, environment. And so we're able to accomplish that with shift spaces. So then basically um, your package would include the, the walls, like you said, with the, to have the, the sound um, su uh, suppression built in, uh, the, the lighting package uh, and the speakers uh, and, the, uh, and like the monitors and the uh, computer equipment as well. And then you would come in and, and just install the whole thing or kind of tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, that's a good question. We know in the typically in the commercial and residential um, integration world, what happens is that when a when a when a company let's focus on specifically on commercial. So, for example, with with your company, Jeff, or let's take it all the way up to a, you know a larger company, a, you know a multinational corporation. When the work is done inside of an office, it's done by trained professionals who are certified to do work with many of the manufacturers in the world. So what happens is whether a consultant designs the technology to go in to the space, that would be an audio video technology, or that audio video integration company designs the technology that's going to go in, it's a, an integration company that will ultimately uh, install those things. Most companies don't have their own internal teams that do all the installations. If you think about maybe having five, ten thousand rooms somewhere, you don't have a team that's built up to do that. You have a team that's that's really there to help to uh, facilitate some of that and make sure that you know, you're making the right decisions about the products that are going to work well for your company, for your people. Uh, but ultimately, they rely on audio video integrators to do that work. And so that model works really well. When you think about you know these large corporations, even small, mid-size, whatever size companies that are that are going to be using and, uh, the services that the integrators offer, they are going on site and they're going to install those parts and pieces and make sure it's all commissioned and it's working well. Well, you have a whole you know you have tens of millions of people that were moved off-site instantly. Mm -hmm. Product then went into their home, right? Some the product that went into their home was really the the, the laptop. But beyond that, the things that were in the office space that they would typically know as part of their working environment wasn't there. And some companies would give out, you know, different things like a couple hundred dollar credit that you could use or go you know, buy a desk, maybe some things like that. But it was all very ad hoc and it was all band-aid over uh, this, you know, what ended up being a much longer standing uh, or, or longer term um, situation that companies and, and team members found themselves in, which is, we're not working from an office anymore. I mean, month by month, it seemed to change. Yeah. Right. True. So, so you went from commercial integrators um, placing products into the office to now people at home responsible for their own equipment and companies not having anybody who could actually help facilitate all that. As a matter of fact, there's no service built for that. And that's where shift spaces and shift comes in because we have the ability to manage that whole process. 
And our objective, again, is really serving people first, but that's going to happen at a company level too, and it's going to happen at the school levels uh, with leadership, because just as much as people need help in, in getting the right products and pieces into their homes and having it supported, the leaders need something that's there for them, that they can rely on, a company that's there for them, that they can rely on, that's going to offer them all these parts and pieces, the whole package, and then say, hey, we can take care of this for you. We can manage it for you. Uh, we can tend to those you know, 10,000 endpoints, no matter if they're all across the U.S. or around the world. Uh, so that's part of what is within our offering through our shift force. And then so um, you'll also be able to track all the IT assets that are in these spaces and then uh, come up with a, a circular economy or a way to hmm. uh, take them back out? Yeah, so one of the really important things that we, we acknowledge from, you know, from an accounting perspective, from just thinking through you know, mobilizing this workforce out in the field now, you used to be able to do it in this very concentrated way. It's, a, hey, everybody's in our office. We can control the products coming in. We can control the products. They're not going out as much, right? They're coming in and then people are using them. And maybe five years down the road at a refresh, everything goes out. This is different now because if you've got people outside of the office, you've got to move the product to them. But, okay, that's at you know, 3,000 different addresses, whatever the number is. You know, if you're a... If you're a company like Ford Motor Company who said to 200,000 people, 30% are going to go permanent remote, it's not even your hybrid working you know, mm. group, right? That's 60,000 people. Wow. So, so outfitting that many people with all the products that they need, that's a large task. And then how do we keep track of it? Does everybody get this stuff permanently? Do they just get to retain it? Um, it or is this stuff that's going to flow back in? What kind of inventory levels do we maintain? for shift to be able to take that and the shift force to take that out, to continue to bring on new people as we recruit and attract new talent and we bring in new people, we wanna have a shift space showing up to them right away. So are we keeping you know, a certain number of units and shift spaces in inventory? Uh, so keeping tabs on what's out there is very important. Keeping tabs on what's in the warehouse, very important. What's in transit, a schedule of who's getting what and when, how long have they held those units? Uh, that's all. Um, that's all part of our asset um, or inventory management. Yeah, that's really a, a large task. I didn't even think about having to maintain all the different uh, IT assets, whether it be maybe uh, individual companies have their their um, their own products that they want their employees to use, or maybe you've got a set of off-the-shelf type items that you could, you know, move out quickly and get people up and running. So that's definitely going to be a lot to to track out there in the field and to um, to make sure that you know all the data is wiped when they come back and so on. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, some companies are going to have what we put, when we put together their shift spaces, they're going to be customized. Some companies are going to want the curated version, and it's going to depend. You have some folks that have you know larger ITAV teams and they want to be able to really run everything through those groups and say, hey, let's pick those standards out, or we've already done it and we want to someone to help facilitate all this. On the other side of it, you have some companies that may want to say, hey, we're looking to you as the, the thought leaders here, as the experts who know what technology goes together. And so we're just going to buy this, those standard shift spaces uh, for our people. So it's going to be a mixture of those being curated and those being custom. Well, it looks like this is really a, a timely offering from your company. And uh, the fact that, uh, like you said, um, some of these very large multinational companies are going to have huge numbers of people working from home. So it looks like there's going to be a huge amount of opportunity out there for you. Um, tell us a little bit about, um, you kind of touched on maybe the classroom environment. Are you kind of working on some uh, package for 
for that aspect. Yes, and, and to your, your your point about a large opportunity, you know, it's interesting. Going into that time, I you know, myself hadn't worked remote, um, mm. but I, I remember you know growing up as as gosh, going back to maybe six eight years old and thinking about the different environments that I lived in and at different places when when we were in that spot of okay i'm shutting my office door my kids are not home from from school my wife's doing her best to manage them there's a lot of noise in the background there's constant running the kids coming banging at the door and i was fortunate at that time that i could close a door to an office mm. right? but i remember what it was like when i was you know it was myself my my siblings there was three of us and my two parents and five of us lived in one bedroom of a home for three and a half years oh my gosh and so i just look back at that time and it's like well i can relate to what it was like to be in a tight environment and i remember what that was like to be in a space where it's like hey we don't have a lot of room right what do we, how we, how would we make this work and i remember talking to a sibling you know and they their their family they've got four kids at home how do we how do we do this how do we manage four kids learning you know, remote, like we're doing. And, and so one of the things that we acknowledged was that, first of all, giving a dedicated working space, like what is a space that's gonna work for you? For those parents who are choosing today to keep their kids home for any number of reasons, it could be health reasons, it could be that there's there's additional conveniences that were never afforded before around, you know, these virtual programs. You think of, I've heard of um, Stride, which I believe was previously K12.com, and they were they were running you know pre-COVID for quite some year you know number of years, um, and I, I believe that they were around a million students at that time before COVID even hit. Well, there's a large population of people we probably never thought of that have chosen for their kids to go online and remote learning all the time. And I knew of friends who were traveling with with kids, and they would keep them remote uh, while they were traveling. So anyway, kind of just linking these two thoughts here the reality of our own children being at home and they're they're you know just young kids running around busy trying to get work done the, these were some of the things that really fueled that vision uh, for shift spaces and you know when i first showed our, our sons the shift walls and they got a chance to look at them they just, the first question of course is dan when do we get it <laughs> you know which is a, which is what you expect in some ways from the kids but one is within that was a reception uh, and a receptivity to this idea. Like we we want to have what what you're designing, mm. and so I love to see that from our kids. And I've since shown it to you know nieces and nephews and friends of friends, and and, and allowed them to get a chance to look at it to get their responses because um, the objective isn't to make this move and say hey we're we're here to move kids out of the classroom. How do we best support those that are not in a classroom environment? And and this isn't just thinking specifically about K twelve. This is universities, you know, graduate school programs, um, any level of schooling, any type of adult learning, online learning. Uh, we want to create environments that are going to be culturally engaging, that are going to be representative of the cult, uh, not just the culture, but the company itself. And what kind of things do we use uh, when we think about? whether it's this university or that university, if you talk to people about the culture at one university, and I'm not naming any specifically, but they're gonna say it's different, you know, from the north to the south or the east, east to the west, and there's there are expectations about what life is like within these cultures and, and on these campuses, and how do we take that and recreate those things within the home? And that's one of the things that we've been answering uh, as we've been preparing to release shift spaces out into the world. Now, um, I, I was thinking too that when you showed me the products that you've got different um, 
packages that can go on the exterior walls, right? That um, like you can have maybe the logo of the company on one side and then, and then it could possibly flip and then be like, like a painting or something, right? Yeah, so our focus with, uh, with the walls is to be engaging both sides uh, right, uh, with both sides. So what we refer to as the shift side, that's everything facing the camera. What we refer to as the life side is everything facing the living space. And so you can think unilaterally or you can think specifically about, well, just the, what, what the camera is seeing, what the person on the other side of the camera is, is seeing. That's important. But we also remember that if we're putting a shift space into someone's home, we want to be thoughtful about everyone else that's there. We want to bring something into that space that's going to be meaningful for that person that's going to represent maybe the family, maybe that individual, uh, maybe something that's important to them. Now, for some people, that could be something entertainment-based, a musician or artist. It, for some people, it could be a, a painting. We actually have a local artist here uh, who we, we asked to be our first artist uh, for the company. And and so Arturo Semeniego oh, really? oh, is nice. uh, the one. We began working with him about oh. 10 months ago to collaborate on this and uh, so what you'll see released on the life side one of the parts is that you one of the choices is uh, is from Arturo's line of art so it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because you see these three paintings uh, I, I painted those with uh, with him in his yes. classes so yeah. yes and he, he's a good friend and he's an excellent artist and in the world we'll get to see and we're, that's what we love to do is be able to expose some of his work uh, to the world that we're engaging with but they're beautiful works of art and we want people to have something in their home that they're proud of you know, it's too often, you know, I'm, we're here where we're, you know, where we are in Naples, Florida, and we're thinking about things uh, with a perspective that might be very limited, right? And even as leaders, this is an encouragement as to leaders out there are thinking from, uh, from how this whole thing has been received by your people uh, that you're leading and serving. It's being received in such a way, well, you know, okay, people can move home and maybe there's freedom in it. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of truths to the freedom and flexibility that's absolutely there. But rec recognize too that where people are living at, um, we've got to think about their space and help acknowledging that it may not be, uh, you know, 2,500 square foot home that's got an extra room in it, maybe even two. If, if you have, you know, if, if myself and my wife are both working in the home at the same time, do we have two home offices we're working from? And this is where shift spaces really become central in this conversation because we can actually build out this space, modifying any room in our home or our studio, our apartment, our mobile home, whatever we have, right? In order to accommodate for all of our work, uh, products, technology, those types of things in a way that's gonna work for our families or for us individually. So again, that point of just thinking from not just our own lens, but think about the people. And I could draw from my early childhood and say, I remember what it was like, mm -hmm. five of us in one room. Wow. I remember those days well, because I lived them for many years. And I remember coming out of that and the different experiences we had. I also worked with uh, the Pontiac uh, Michigan school system and Detroit schools, uh, excuse me, um, our churches within the, the city of Detroit and had many friends and, and, and people that we were engaged with. Um, and outside of even just those cities, just friends that I grew up with, different types of homes, not everybody has the same sort of space. So how do you create that equitable environment for people that is gonna work when not everybody has the same, not everybody has the same space? And shift spaces allow us to create that consistent, uh, fair and equitable environment that does work for everybody everywhere.
And don't forget, the best way to support ITAD content is to rate and like the show on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or anywhere you might listen.